Small businesses are the backbone of America, and they help keep the Texas spirit alive. But did you know as many as 50% will close their doors forever after just five years? Well, we're here to change that. This is the beef. This is the beef. We know how tough it is to be an entrepreneur today. That's why we're giving small business owners a platform to share their stories. You'll hear it all. The highs and the lows, the good and the bad, and everything in between. This is the Beef Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing in partnership with Community Bank of Texas, an FDIC member and equal housing lender. All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Beef Podcast. As always, I'm your host, John Kelly, a.k.a. John the Marketer on Instagram. Make sure you follow me over there, see what kind of shenanigans we get into. Today in the studio, I've got Ron Hoyle with Klein Integrated Wealth Management here in Tomball, Texas. Ron, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. And by the way, great intro. I love it. It's a really cool intro we had done, and I think it just kind of fits well with our sponsor, too, you know, being Community Bank of Texas. So soon to merge with Allegiance Bank. Of course, this is, um, you know, who knows when these episodes air. Right now, it's 2021, but by the time this comes on, could be 2022, and that merger's already done. But yeah, they're going to be changing their name pretty soon, so we might have to get a new intro. Oh, that's pretty exciting news, too. Yeah, it's amazing with your intro. We just got done meeting with a client who we handle their retirement funds. And the owner of that company and I were having a conversation. And it was, you know, small businesses are the backbone of this country. And the current administration is doing their best to snap that spine. And they're doing so many things with between the border wall, between things being on shortage and getting things in the country. It's just amazing how great these entrepreneurs are at overcoming and keeping their businesses profitable and alive. A lot of obstacles, and that's what we're here with this podcast trying to do is help them overcome those obstacles for sure. Of course, you know, you're an experienced podcaster yourself, so it's not like you need an icebreaker question to get comfortable. But if they were to make a movie about your life, what genre do you think it would be? That's a really great question. I think it'd just have to be one of, I don't know if passion's a genre or not. And some words I can't say correctly, but uh, it'd be a movie about passion. I hear you. I think mine would probably be all over the place. You know, sometimes it's a a comedy. Sometimes it's a drama. Sometimes it's uh, a little scary. Sometimes it's a heartbreaker. You know, a little romance in my life. Got a little romantic story about marrying my high school sweetheart. So, you know, I think it'd be kind of all over the place. That's cool. Have you ever told your story to the listeners about how you met your high school sweetheart or that? You know, I haven't gone too far deep into that yet. I know you know, eventually it'll come out. We're definitely, we're always sharing stuff, every single one. So right, for sure. That is cool. Now, before we get too far into everything, as usual, I do have to stop and take a second to talk about our partner in this podcast. That's our tremendous sponsor, Community Bank of Texas. They know that especially now, the experience and availability of your banking partner is crucial, and they're here to help your business. Their bankers have been working diligently to give clients the support that they need during these challenging economic times. And as a business owner, there are a lot of things that keep us up at night these days, and our bank shouldn't be one of them. But when you bank with Community Bank of Texas, you have the freedom to focus on your business commitments instead of worrying about the commitment of your banker. Community Bank of Texas is proudly committed to partnering with you and your business through it all. Short-term hurdles, long-term growth, countless new directions, because when it comes to doing business, they simply deliver a better banking experience. Community Bank of Texas is a foundation you can build your business on for decades to come. Community Bank of Texas, business banking, better banking, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. 
All right. So jumping into it, who is Ron Hoyle? Where'd you come from and how'd you get into entrepreneurship? Well, I was raised in Illinois in a little town called Marquette Heights that no one's ever heard of. And my father was the water and sewer commissioner there. And so everything we did was in Market Heights and very much a blue collar area for the most part. Went to the local high school there, found out years later, actually about five, six years ago, that I have dyslexia. Had no idea. Just struggled through school, couldn't figure it out. And teachers really couldn't help me, but I have a very good friend who's also a client that helped me figure it out. And they, oh, you got dyslexia. I had no idea. But went from working in the military to working in the steel mill to selling Caterpillar tractors, which was, you know, cats big back in Peoria. And uh, realizing if I can work this hard for somebody else, I can work this hard for myself. And from there, got in the insurance business, went door to door selling Medicare supplements, not knowing what to expect, not knowing the industry, going into a completely ignorant and out of that fear of I got to take care of my family. And I fell in love with the people. I fell in love with being significant in other people's lives. I really had a passion for when people had questions, I could get answers for them. And sometimes I didn't know a lot of times in the beginning, I didn't know the answers, but I loved doing the research and said, here's the best information I can find. Gotcha. So how did you transition into Klein Integrated Wealth Management? Been in the business in Illinois for about 15 years now, longer than that if you look at the insurance side of it too, and finally got licensed. And that business, God blessed and strong in our faith, love the Lord, give him all the credit for our success. And he's there through every challenge. And that business grown successfully, had substantial clients over a period of time, very solid foundation with their relationships. And I knew that we would like to expand and grow. But in the Illinois area, things are just not booming like they are in Texas. We'll just say it that way. I will say this. Illinois is a great place to live except for politics, weather, taxes, and crime. If you get rid of those four elements, Illinois is great. But, you know, through a lot of prayer, my wife and I were really thinking Florida or Tennessee. And we prayed for about three years. And we met a lady by the name of Lori Klein at J.W. Cole, our broker-dealer. I was sitting right next to her. And I was going over the system I created to how we bring clients in and service their needs. And she said, we need that. So in essence, she bought it from me. I started teaching the staff here and we developed a great relationship. And that's how we found out about this place called Tomball, Texas. Yeah. And what a great town. Yeah, it is. I love it here. Such a small community feel with a lot of us being here and a lot of businesses too. So, Oh, well, and it's a business refuge right now. Tomball is because I'm hearing over the next five years, I think there's like 13,000 people now in Tomball. In the next five years, there'll be 30. Yeah. That's a lot of growth. A lot of growth, a lot of potential, and a lot of benefits for small businesses as well, yeah. you know, moving into the city and whatnot. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, and I got to give a huge plug to the Tomball Chamber of Commerce. I mean, they're phenomenal. Bill Hilligeist has just been a tremendous help. And if I can give one plug to your sponsor, if they go to the Tomball branch and talk to Travis Lee, who's the bank manager, and Ethan Worthy, who does works with small businesses, those guys are phenomenal. And Absolutely. if they go to the Tomball branch and ask for Travis, they won't be disappointed. We're working with them now. For sure. Yeah. Community Bank is definitely more than just a sponsor. You know, they are somebody we sing their praises and we mean it because Ethan's been great to us and everybody we send their way. I've had other guests on the show that are like, man, I didn't know you were sponsored by them because, you know, we hadn't launched yet. And while we were recording and they're like, I've got to stop and talk about them for a second because they're amazing. So you're not wrong at all. So financial advising, I think, is probably something that scares a lot of people, honestly. You know, with me, myself, I think that I'm in a position where eventually I'm going to need my finances handled. But as of right now, I just, I'm like, I don't know, if you want to see how broke I am, I'll bust out the books and show you, you know. But 
to somebody who doesn't have a financial advisor, you know, somebody like me, maybe they don't think that they're rich enough to have a financial advisor. Maybe they just don't know anything about it. What advice would you give to them as far as what to look for and, you know, when they should come have that conversation? You know, I think the sooner you start, the better. But I would say for a young married couple or even a young individual, and I'll just say a couple because I've been married for going on 22 years and I'm just used to having my conversations that way. Sit down with your wife, your spouse and decide what do we want? What kind of help do we want? What kind of relationship do we want? Because I look at it this way. We're not doing this for the money. Nobody in our office at Klein Integrated Wealth Management is in it for the money, but we've all got to pay our bills. I looked at it this way. Can I tell you a quick story? Sure. That's what we're here for. Back in the day when I worked in the steel mill, I worked 70, 80, 90 hours a week. I would have this lunch box that was the size of a cooler that would feed a family for an afternoon because a lot of times I go to work on a Monday. I went home until Wednesday or Thursday. That's just the way it was. And so when we got our tax returns, you know, a lot of my buddies, they would go out and buy the motorcycle or pay for the vacation or the new TV or get the chrome accessories for their Harley, which is all great. But my wife and I wanted to do something different. So we took our tax return and invested it every year. So I went to my investment guy and that was recommended to him. And he's a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. But I talked to him for maybe five minutes and his answer to me was, oh, you're young. So I'll put you in what I'm in and I'll watch your money like it's my own. Can't really give investment advice on this, and that's not what people are listening for anyway, but I'll give you this kind of advice. If an investment advisor says to you, oh, I'll put you what I'm in, and I'll watch your money like it's my own, just leave, because they're not going to watch it like it's their own. So we went through this four-year routine of I'd come in, sign the check, slide across the desk, he'd pull it away, flip up this piece of paper, and read it to me. After four years, I got tired of feeling ignorant. I didn't understand the statement. I don't know what it meant by it. It looks like I was losing money, and I was just trusting this person. And that's what most people want. We really just want someone we can trust. Set some parameters for that relationship, though. And so four years into it, this time, when he went to pull the check, I pulled it back. And it made him give me eye contact. And I just finally swallowed my pride and said, look, this is not what I do. I work in the factory. I work hard, but it looks like my money's not growing. I don't understand the statement. And this is what he tells me four years later. He goes, let's take a look. He goes, oh, you're in this garbage? I got out of this years ago. Wow. And it just let me know. I mean, number one, I was very upset. And I thought for four years, I've been giving you everything I can give you. And you're not paying attention to anything. And I understand I was a smaller account. And that's why I really have a heart for people who are just getting started because there is another time we worked with an investment. We try to go to an investment person. My wife and I have been married for years. At this point, we had $60,000 saved up. We can save $500 a month. Unless you get a quarter million dollars, I can't talk to you. I got so tired of being treated that way. So that's how we got in the business. And I told that guy that day and I said, well, move my money to cash. And he looked at me and said, what do you want to do with it? What do you think you're going to do? And I said, I'm the best of myself. He sarcastically, but correctly asked me, he said, do you think you can do this? And my answer was, well, evidently better than you are. Now, again, he's a nice guy. I like him. He's retired now. But when he retired, my business was bigger than his because people want help. They want you to be honest with them. Typically what happens in a scenario, and I'm going to ramble here for just a second, but I think it'll connect with a lot of people. If you and I are talking about investments and insurance and we're across the table, you're going to ask me something like, is this the right thing for me? Is it the best thing for my family? Is this what I really should be doing? Because you don't know. It's not what you do. Typically in that scenario, what we're used to is getting answers like, yes, yeah, that's exactly what you want and everything's just fine. You take it, you put it in a drawer, you never look at it again. This is what I think may be going through the head of the person that's providing you with this piece of paper to sign. I don't know to your questions. Is this right for me? I don't know. I don't care. Sign here. I need to get paid. That's what we're afraid of. We don't want that kind of a relationship. So I went into this business saying, if something happens to me, 
I want my wife to be educated to take care of herself where she's not vulnerable and nobody can take advantage of her. It's fair enough. Yeah. And I think that a lot of us kind of have that fear. And it seems as I talk to more people who handle whether it's, you know, retirement or financial advising, that's kind of the thing that I'm starting to see with providers is there are some out there that they're not all about the money, you know? And so it's like, even if you're not rich, take time to come in and just walk through the doors, ask those questions and see where you stand at least. And maybe it's not a good fit or maybe it's not time, but what makes you different at Klein Integrated Wealth? Why should I come in there then? And how am I going to be treated when I walk through that door for the first time? We really have a focus on building relationship. And what I tell people when they're across from the table from me all the time is as long as we truly care about you, and having the right results for you in your life, and you care about us, there's never going to be a pressure situation. There's never going to be a pressure decision to make. We're going to talk about the obstacles in your life and the important things are going to rise to the top. Very similar to when you and your spouse have a cup of coffee and talk about the important things in your life. We'll say, well, here's the positives to this decision and here's the negatives. Here's the positives and negatives to that decision. Which one works out better for us? Those are the kind of conversations we have with people that come through the door. We want to make sure we know them. We know their circumstances, what's going on in their life. And then it just doesn't end there. And then maybe we see a year later, we want to have a relationship with you. We kind of want to hold your hand through life. That's who we are and that's what we do. So you're more than just giving me some advice once or moving money around. You're kind of like a total management. I can come to you, just show you here are my finances and everything. And then you just kind of help me basically make those decisions. We're there to help that guidance. And we may get to a point where you say, Ryan, you really got to tell me what to do. Okay. But by that time, we've had a lot of conversation. We look at all your insurances, your life, your health, your medical, everything. We look at your investments. We want to work with you. If you have an estate planning attorney, we want to work with that person. We want to have a good relationship with that person. We want to work with your tax professional. It's really hard for a person to make an uninformed decision and not have all the facts considered when the estate planning attorney, either in person or over the phone, you've got the estate planning attorney, you've got the tax professional, the investment professional, and the insurance professional. We bring that to the table. We've got great relationships here. We're not attorneys. We do have a CPA firm. I'm not a CPA. We are a tax firm is the proper terminology. We have a tax firm, but we want the people that your trusted advisors that you've had a relationship with, we want to bring them into the conversation. And if you don't have one, we'll refer you to them. And here's the nice thing. I tell everybody in this, and this is the truth. If I refer you to an attorney or a CPA or whoever, we don't get paid a dime. I don't want to make any money. My rule of thumb, money messes up really good relationships. So they make their money. We'll make our money. They have a fiduciary responsibility to you to give you proper and good advice, which holds us all accountable. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I don't know the number breakdown, but, you know, I would assume that probably the majority of us out there kind of like me, where it's just, I've never talked to a financial advisor. I don't know what y'all do. So you have to excuse my ignorance on that. But what if they have talked to somebody, you know, what if they're in a current relationship or what if, I mean, God forbid that, you know, I get in that business relationship with you and I'm not happy with something generally speaking, and then speaking to your actual company itself, what are the processes on that? You know, what should I do? Well, number one, I would say, just like my situation, I had an investment guy I wasn't happy with. Nice guy. I liked him. Never talked to him. Never communicated much. Very rarely heard anything from him. Really didn't get my statements figured out the way I needed to. So when you go into that relationship, I would say set some parameters. What kind of relationship do you want to have? How much communication do you want? How many email articles 
points of contact you want from them. Do you want to come see them on a monthly basis or every two or three months? By having those kind of conversations and saying, this is the kind of information we want, you have to earn the trust. You can't just expect someone to say, here's my money and do whatever you got to do with it. That's never going to work. And you don't want that relationship because when things are good, they're good. When things are bad in the market, they're bad. You make sure you have enough communication between the two of you that there's actual a relationship there. And that's the best advice I can give anybody. Because if you like, I don't like doing business with people I don't like. I don't. I mean, I've walked on car lots and I've talked to people and this person's a jerk and I walk away and go to a different car lot. Like that person's really nice. I end up buying a Chevy truck because of it. I end up buying a different vehicle because another person was really nice. I think most people are that way. We spend all our time and effort and energy saving this stuff up for retirement. We don't want to be talked down to. We want to be a partner. We want to be a part of it. We want to be a part of those decisions. It's fair enough. Do y'all handle any type of retirement planning or anything like that? Yes, we handle for companies that want simple IRAs, 401ks, we can handle those. It's an individual saying, I'm getting ready to retire and you roll out my investments. We can handle that. If someone says, I'm just getting started in this and I want to put $100 a month aside, we can handle that. We've got a great affiliation with tax professionals, uh, attorneys, of course, investment people as well. And we have some relationships with people in home and auto insurance as well. So that way, when all these decisions need to be made, it's a whole lot easier than if you and I, John, were to have a conversation and you ask me a question, and I give you an answer. And then you call your tax person, wherever they're at and say, Hey, I just heard this. Oh yeah. But did you ask him this? No, let me call him back. Well, then I answer again. And then you got to call back about the third phone call. Aren't you kind of done and ready to hang up? Yeah. Yeah. And just, you don't have the time for it. So our specialty is we bring them all together under one roof for the meeting or on the phone. We can make those important decisions together. So I know you said everybody, the younger, the better, the earlier, the better. But how do I know if I'm a good customer for you? Is there a minimum that I need to have or just how do I know that? That starts with me with just a phone call. We spend some time on the phone. If I think we're a good match on the phone, because I, you know, we're to that point in life. I think most of us are with all this craziness with politics and everything that's going on in this world. We just want some simplicity in life. We want some peace. So I want to be around people I enjoy being around. I think you want the same thing. I don't think you want to come see me, even though we're across the parking lot from each other, if we don't have a good relationship. So for us, it starts with a phone call to find out what you're really looking for, to see if we're a fit. From there, you come in and see us. And it's about an hour meeting. And we sit down and talk and just, I get to know you. You get to know me. It's your chance to interview me as much as it is mine to interview you and to say, do I like this person? Do I feel good about this person? Do I feel comfortable with them around my spouse when I'm not around? I agree with that. So, you know, and I know we're not supposed to get into too much of any type of advice or anything like that, because obviously that's not what this show is about. But can you tell me how much it's going to cost me or how you make your money? I mean, I know obviously every situation is different, but I think it's hard for someone to go into your office or anyone's office and just say, yeah, I want this to happen, but how expensive is it? So if you can just give me a breakdown of how that works. I'm going to answer in generalities, but that's a great question. And yes, I'll give you the answer you're looking for. Number one, our process, let me go there, our process. When you come in and we sit with you and we find out what you want, everybody's situation is different. Yes, people have social security. For you and I, our ages, I call it social insecurity. I don't think it's going to be there. <laughs> they agree. have social security. They have a pension or they don't have a pension. They have a 401k. They don't have a 401k. We have a lot of similarities, but everything is different across the board. So it's all customized to what end result are you looking for? If you say, I want this big complex plan with a lot of moving pieces, that's a conversation to have because there's a cost affiliated with it. But in general, what I do is when I sit down with people and I find out what they're looking for, then I say, this is exactly how we charge and this is exactly what it's going to look like. To give you some examples though, when people come in and say, we need a Medicare supplement, 
that is a commission product. We're going to get paid something up front. Then we get paid on an ongoing basis. Now we don't make all of that money. That money has to go for the premium and everything else. And I make a very, very small fraction. But six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 months later, every time you pay that premium, we're making something, maybe a dollar. I've got one I make 67 cents on, you know, and I, I always like getting that email. It cracks me up, but I've had that relationship for a long time. Great person. And so that's what's called a renewal. Every time you pay that premium, the person that provided you with that insurance is making something. But I promise you on one MedSup or policy, it's not a ton. But those are the renewals when you pay those in. Well, of course, you get commissions for life insurance and things like that. But I disclose that every step of the way of this is how we get paid. When it comes to investments, we have a thing called a trail. You put a chunk of money in, we get a percentage of it. We get a percent. Let's just say 1%. That's not always the number. It's higher, lower, whatever. But let's just use that as a general term. You put the money in, whatever you put in to get invested really gets invested that whole amount. We get paid something from that, and then we manage it for the quarter. And that's called a trail, and that's just an ongoing basis. There's a thing called breakpoints. The more you put into invest, the discount comes down on that cost as well. Okay. So it's just, I guess, just situational dependent then on what you're going to be investing in. and It is. You know, we might sit down and talk and we might find out the most important thing you can do is get your legal work straightened out. It's the most important thing you can do. And that's where the focus of the meeting will go. If you're young and you've got two or three kids and you have your job and if you and your wife, God forbid, got in an accident, do you have anything in legal documentation that says, my kids go here? Oh, yeah, we talked to my mom and dad and they just do that. Well, is it in writing? Is it black and white? Is it on record with the courthouse? If it's not, that's probably the most important thing we need to talk about right now. You mean probate's not the easiest thing to go through in the world? Uh, what? Yeah. After people die, things go crazy? No way. Yeah. Family members get mad at each other for money, oh, things like that. Gosh. Yeah, it gets different. I mean, we had an episode like that on this podcast where it was just, you know, hey, things go crazy. After people die, people get squirrely sometimes, you know, and... uh you're right. It's important to have those legal documents. It sounds like I need to come across the street and talk to you because, you know, it's something my wife and I spoke about and it's something that we have spoken with others about, but definitely not something we have in writing. So, well, those are important things. And with the right, I just call it holistic wealth management because we look at everything. We've got to talk about the sad stuff. There is going to come a time when something happens to you or your wife. What are you going to do? Your kids, if you have kids that are older, I want to meet those kids. Because the last thing you want to do is get devastating news that mom and dad are no longer here. Now you have to come in the office and meet us. And this is what mom and dad wanted. And if the legal documents aren't clear, that's one whole stress. The other stress is you're looking across the table at me and saying, okay, Ron, who are you? Do I like you? I'm going through a lot of emotions over here and I got to determine whether you did the right thing for mom and dad, make an assessment of you, and I'm all over the place. Why don't we get to know each other sooner? Know that part of the plan with your parents. Okay, if something happens to me, it's going to mom. And mom's situation is this, or if mom dies, dad's situation is going to be this. And when we're done, this is what's going to happen. The kids don't always have to know the dollar amounts per se. They just have to know that it's been talked about. There's a clear outlay plan for them. That's what the kids want to know. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine, especially the younger the kids, the harder that conversation has to be. Is it just me or do you think that it seems like that term holistic, right? You know, we had a chiropractor on the podcast and that's what she talked about was going above and beyond and not just focusing on, you know, moving your back, but actually providing a holistic approach to that care where they're really looking at everything and trying to relax your mind and then, you know, relieve your stress plus do the normal chiropractic stuff. And I mean, beefy marketing here, that's how we are too. It's like, you don't just come to us and just buy a website and that's it. You can, and that's perfectly fine. 
but we offer a more total marketing strategy or package for you. Like, Hey, let's talk about all of your needs. And then you're saying the same thing. Like, Hey, I may not be just strictly doing insurance stuff, but I can, you know, that's part of what we offer, but we offer so much other things. Does it seem like it's kind of shifting that direction and business in general to you? In my mind, in my experience, I was doing it this way years ago. And matter of fact, I even had people in the industry saying, Ron, why are you doing this? It takes too much time. Just manage the money or just focus on the insurance. Just yeah. You'll make more money faster. I didn't want to make money faster. I wanted to do the right things. I wanted a relationship with people 10 or 15 years down the road that when I see them out in public, there's hugs and there's mutual respect for each other. Mm-hmm. The kids walk in and mom and dad are gone and you guys did such a great job and they're comfortable with us. For me, it's been that way for a long time. But yes, in more recent years, people are finally catching on to that to the point that holistic is so overused now. It's not even funny. <laughs> right. But that's what we've been doing for years. And that's what we have where we're at. When people sit down with us and part of that first meeting, if they think, I think we want to engage with you, there's five ways to engage with us. You, know, you can do full comprehensive, which is our core program. You can do just assets under management if that's what you need. We can do insurance if that's what you need. We can look at the taxes with the tax side. Or if you just said, hey, I need to sit down with an hour and I need some advice. My nephew's getting in the investment business and I just need someone. He's new. He's young. Can you look at this with no strings attached? Yeah, we can do that too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I don't know if it was COVID or what it was, but you know, like this podcast, for instance, Small business stories are so interesting to people. And I, I think I'm with you on that, that I've always kind of felt that way. I want a connection with the people I do business with. When I give you my money, I want to know who it's going to and why. And you may have a great product. And if you're just a crappy person, I am just as likely to leave as if you were a good person who had a crappy product. You know, it doesn't matter which way it is. I want a good product and a, a really good person. But I'll tell you, If you're a great person and your product isn't that great, I can give you that constructive criticism and stick with you and say, you know what? They are such a great person. If they're willing to make those changes, I still rather spend my money with you than go somewhere else that has a phenomenal product, but terrible customer service, or they're just not that great at customer relations. So, And generally, if their product, even if it's good and they got terrible customer service, after a while, their product's not going to be good either. But I've always said this, I would rather be in a mediocre deal with good people than a great deal with bad people. Because I've had a lot of those experiences in life and they don't work out well. And just as you, as the consumer saying, hey, I need an investment guy. I need help. I need help with my insurance, my investments. I need everything looked at together. I need someone I can trust. In the world we live in, we want to be able to trust our clients too. We want to know, are they good people? That's why we meet with them and say, do we have some real core things in common? Because I don't ever want to be at odds with somebody. I want a good relationship. I'm looking for a new friend. And can we be a lifelong friend? Because my oldest son, Gabe's in college right now. He's going to come work in this business. My youngest one just went to college. I think he's thinking about it, but you know that'll be his choice. We'd love to have him too. But I'm looking to do this for generations down the road. So I want some of those relationships now. And we're fortunate to have some of those relationships. Yeah. I mean, and I can tell you, you know, we've done business together. I haven't been to your office yet, but I need to. That's on me. But I can tell you're genuine and I want our listeners to know because of things like when you walk through the door, you have questions about things we've spoken about in the past that I'll be honest, sometimes I would have probably forgotten, you know, so I can tell you're a genuine person that really means that. But the big thing I want to talk about is how much you appreciate your clients, you know, so if you could just tell us some things you've done to show appreciation to your clients and to those who support you. And I think that will truly just kind of articulate how you are set apart from others 
as far as what you do for your clients. Oh, I appreciate it. And I'll add to that, not just appreciate the clients, but appreciate the team. And here's what's really special about us. We've got the most phenomenal human beings behind those doors across the parking lot that are in there working on accounts every single day. They're doing that right now while I'm here. And those people care about the clients like there's no tomorrow. I even don't like using the word clients. They're friends. But, you know, everybody gets it that way. But people really are friends. But, you know, we'll do events and do different things to show appreciation. As you know, you guys did a great job photoing and taking care of our open house event that we did here as a combination chamber event, ribbon cutting event, client appreciation event. And a big open house. And we had the magician that you guys met. We had throwing hatchets in the parking lot. Never thought in my life throwing hatchets in a parking lot would be so much fun. But everybody loves that. It's so much fun. I built one in my backyard. Did you really? I did. I have a full axe throwing target regulation size with axes. Yep. That is crazy. We've had more comments on people doing that. And this is what blows my mind. When you talk about insuring businesses and things like that, there's businesses that you actually go throw hatchets at and they serve alcohol. And people can get insurance for that. I'm like, what can go wrong here? I know. Nothing safer sounding than that for sure. But, you know, our clients are, the nice thing is we have the whole entire team looking out for the best interest of the client at all times. And when we're making decisions, whether it be on the tax side or the investment side, or, you know, if it's a legal issue and we got to bring the attorney in or whatever the case may be, everybody has a voice and says, here's a situation. So when a client walks through there, they know 90% of the people that's in that office we sit around that table and say, this is what we're trying to do. Here's the end result the client's trying to get to. Sometimes we bring the whole team in. When a client comes in that has an issue, say, here's the whole team and we're going to start processing this. When the client leaves, everybody's assigned a piece of that task. Judy Bodie will do something. Michael Bradfield will do something else. Brooke Rodriguez will have another part. People on the tax side will have a different part. And we get back together and we talk about this and we talk through it. And I didn't name everybody and I apologize, but there's more people over there than that. But we all have a part in it. So it's just not my good idea of the day because you and I could be good maybe one day a week. Well, what about the other four? Right. You know, we got all those other people to run those things by. Yeah, you have to have a team if you don't have a solid team. Now, I love those ladies over there. They're great. But blink twice if you're in danger and only saying on this podcast how great they are because you have an office full of women and I know they tell you what to do. Oh, I say yes, ma'am, a lot. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, you do have a great team over there. I love every single one of them to death. They're all so nice, you know, and I mean, you've got some history of Tomball over there, too. You know, you've got a council member. You've got, you know, of course, I know she's obviously stepping away and you're coming in. And then you've got a Holderith name there and, you know, just so much history from your city over there. It's a great company. That's what's nice when I came in here. I was impressed by the business that was being built. And by the way, Lori's still going to be around. She's still going to come in a few days a week because she loved, again, going back to the client, why are we different? She loves the client so much. She had other offers to buy her business. And there were several other people that approached her. And she told me, she said, we talked. I said, okay, why me? She said, you have the right heart. She said, I see how much you love your client. She said, I see how much. And because she's met my wife before, she said, I see how much you love and respect your wife and your kids. That means something to me. She said, that team is important to me. They've got to be treated right. And everybody's got, this has got to be benefit for everybody. So Lori had a big focus there. And honestly, I didn't meet all the clients, obviously, right away, but I met the team and I fell in love with them. They are great people. We came from Illinois. I've been here for over a year now. We love living here. We are Texans. We ab- I should have moved here a long time ago. <laughs> Texas is the greatest state. It is. It it's- really is. And so all the mentality and all those people being raised here and living here, they just adopted us in like there's no tomorrow. And it's like their family and the clients are the same way. For sure. 
Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, man, I can really tell. So just going back to the business side of things. So I myself, whenever I'm preparing, I mean, we've already kind of had that consultation. Like we know we like each other. We know we do business well together. But when I'm calling you for that first time, obviously, I don't think I need anything. It's just a conversation, right? When I come in for the first time, what type of things as a new client do I need to bring with me or should I have access to, you know, those kind of things? Oh, that's great. Number one, yes, there's a whole lot of things you want to bring in and I'll list them. Then I want to tell you, don't bring them until you're comfortable. So if you bring two years of tax returns in, bring all your financial statements in, all your bank statements in, your insurance policies, you'd be amazed at the number of people that have insurance policies they really don't know a whole lot about. And what we do is we actually call those companies with you, like when it comes to insurance policies, especially we want the company on speakerphone to explain what they have. Why do I want them to do that? There is no pressure to believe me. You can hear it straight from the horse's mouth. And here's what I'm really good at. I'm good at asking questions. The issue has become in this industry, unfortunately, that if you call me and I'm the advisor and I'm not wanting to really answer that question, you probably don't know how to ask that question. But if you don't know how to ask it, are you really going to get the answer you want? I believe my job is to interpret what you're trying to ask me and say, are you trying to ask me this? And it, I have so much fun with this. When I say, are you trying to ask me this? I'm like, yes. And they hit the table. Yes. That's what I'm trying. I can't get anybody to answer that for me. Okay, let's get the answer for you. Like, you're kidding me. Really? That's it? But they don't know how to ask that question because they're not in the industry. I love getting the companies on the phone and saying, I am with John and his policy number is this. And you, of course, give him permission and everything else to do that. Say, tell me about his policy. And I love the conversation afterwards. They either say, oh, yeah, I kind of knew that. Most likely, I didn't know any of that. That doesn't make sense to me. I didn't know I had that. So that's where we're building the foundation of the relationship. Yeah, I'll tell you, if you're asking me those things, I'm going to have to refer to my wife. She is definitely one. I'm so busy. You know, I'm doing podcast episodes. I'm working full time in the fire industry. And then I've got, you know, the marketing industry that I'm in. And then I've got the event company that Andrew and I own. And we have so much going on that I just sometimes I feel like I'm never home, you know, and she handles that home life better than anybody on top of her full time job, you know, on top of her business ventures she's trying to get into and now going back to college and everything else. But I just I have to look over at her and say, I don't know what any of this includes. So I'd be one of those clients for sure. Well, and rewind the clock 30, 40 and 50 years ago. Mom stayed home. Dad worked one job, maybe two or job and a part time job at a good company for 30 to 40 years with a pension, with a retirement, life was simpler. Hasn't it changed? It has. I can't preach that enough that I do everything I do, obviously, because I want to spend more money and I want to have more things and I want to take my families on vacation and make those memories. But it does seem like you have to be into so much and working so hard so that you can survive and have a little fun. You know, it's no longer just work 40 hours and you've got everything you need. You're set for life. It's the American dream. Now it's like, well, if I want more, I got to do a lot more. Yeah, a lot more. And it really seems like to me, just my opinion, the government's full of really smart people, you'd think. And so I think they're smart enough to know to keep us so busy, working so hard to take more of the money away from us that we got to spend the majority of the best years or the best days of our lives sacrificing away from our family just so we can survive anymore. And you'd think with all that brain power up there, they'd make a few good decisions. <laughs> yep. Well, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes, I guess. How do we support client integrated wealth and wealth management? And what do we do in order to drive sales to y'all or referrals to y'all? And then, of course, just things like your social media website. How do we get a hold of you? Just kind of pitch your company elevator pitch style for me. 
One, you can look up KleinWealthManagement.KleinIntegratedWealthManagement.com. It's out there. Our office number in the Tomball office is 281-370-0300. I'll repeat that. 281-370-0300. And you can give us a call. Ask for a 15, 20-minute phone call with Ron to get the conversation started. Going back to your question, what do we need to bring in? Well, all those things I listed, but do that after the phone call. Do that after you come sit with me face-to-face and say, am I comfortable with these people? And come meet the team. Come, as you say, the Tomball history, because there's huge history over there in that office. Uh, the names that most of you grew up with and were around. So I have no concern about you being comfortable. Right. So come in, get comfortable with us. Ask for a phone call to get started. Then we do about an hour meeting after that. And I want you to ask every question you can think of. Don't worry about embarrassing me. It's like, how do you get paid? You know, I'm going to ask you how you get paid. Ask me that question. And really detailed questions like, how do you feel about A, B, and C? Or what if X, Y, and Z happens to me? How would you help me on those situations? Think of those really detailed questions and the hard questions and ask them to us and see if you're comfortable with our answers. Because I truly believe if morals and values and core values of life, we kind of match up on most of those within reason, we're probably going to get along just fine. Gotcha. Social media. Do y'all have any type of social media team? We are actually getting ready to contract with a great company called Beefy Marketing, who's going to start (laughs) working on our website and start helping us through that process. I thought you were going to name a competitor and I was like, man, I'm going to have to cut this whole (laughs) podcast now. No, no. We know there's, you know, great people to help you out with many things as far as your business goes. And kind of like you said, even though we may offer a product or something like that, if you had someone else working with you that's doing a good job, we're not pressure like that. We're just, hey, let's work with them and make things happen. I, you know, I guess I would say this. I'm just going to go back to our experience. When you guys are across the park, so if someone's saying, if going back to your question, how can we get to know Klein Wealth Integrated Management, Wealth Management, and is it a good fit for us? I'm going to recommend that you do the same thing I did with Beefy Marketing. I walked over, I knocked on the door, said, hi, my name's Ron. When can we get some time to talk? And I asked you questions about your business and how do you look at things and how could you help me? We've got to have a social media presence. I got to redo my website. Here's my concerns. Here's my worries. Here's what I'm losing sleep over at night. And here's what I don't know. I'm lucky to turn on a computer and go through my emails. There's a lot of thing with technology that we need to do because we know business trends are changing that way. How do you get me there and stay above it? Saying now, Take all that and push it right towards a financial company. Come on in and see us. Have a phone call. Sit down and say, here's my concerns. Here's my worries. Here's what I don't want to have happen to me. Here's what I'm trying to avoid with all the technology and all the different monies and all the different funds changing all the time. What do I do? What's best for me? I can't know the whole entire market. We just want you to be an expert on you. So I'd say do the same thing I did with Beefy Marketing. Walk over and say hello. Awesome. Well, we can't thank you enough for having you here and sharing all that personal information with us. Of course, there's a million financial things I want to ask you, but you know that's for another podcast another day. So just thank you for being here and sharing all that info with us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Beef Podcast. I surely hope that y'all enjoy these. Please reach out to Beefy Marketing on all of our social media channels, anywhere you get your podcasts for the Beef Podcast and Business Growth Hacks. Make sure you're following. Make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast and leaving reviews for us. We certainly appreciate it each and every week. And again, another special shout out for Community Bank of Texas for sponsoring us. Thank y'all and have a great day. You've been listening to the Beef Podcast, sponsored by Community Bank of Texas, an FDIC member and equal housing lender. 
Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. For more small business stories, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. To share your story, visit us at beefymarketing.com. Till next time, thanks for listening to The Beef.